It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970, 97.1 FM, presented by JK Contracting. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Troy Bone, coming to you live on this fourth day of March 2020. Temperatures around 56 degrees, partly sunny outside, but temperature did not matter yesterday. It was a tremendous day for the Trimble Tomcats. Tomcats winning 68-38 to uh, over uh, their opponent, uh, South Webster Jeeps. And, Troy, that was just a really all – it was a dominating game from Trimble Tomcats from the start to the finish. Uh, Blake Guffey, double-double, entering it to halftime. It was a tremendous performance from Trimble. It was uh, just a really fun and fundamental game from Howard Caldwell's crew. Yeah, it was really fun to call, too. <clears throat> well, victories are always nice, uh, just just to throw that out there <laughs> when you win. I mean, it was, it was a lot more fun last night as opposed to uh, Monday night. Uh, which was quite the opposite. Uh, that was really kind of heartbreaking, watching uh, Federal Hawking lose the way they did. Thought they were the better team, and to, to lose in that fashion was really tough. So it felt good. You know, 24 hours, you come back to the Convocation Center. We have another one of our teams that, we, that we're calling on the radio and we're really pulling for, and then to watch them play so well. That was awesome. They played terrific, man. Um, Blake Guffey for a sophomore. Uh, look to me, maybe the best Division Four player in the entire tournament. He's only 16 years old. I think he ha- I had him for like 13, re- maybe not 13, but it was like 10 or 11 rebounds just at halftime. Uh, and what he had, like 17, I think, at the break. And uh, as the Tomcats just pulled ahead, they didn't really need him to score so much in the second half. He still ended up with 22, and I had him at 16, uh, 16 rebounds, which I, I find just amazing because he's, he's not a center. Uh, he's just a forward type, and... I mean, it's probably only, what, six foot, six one? Yeah, somewhere around there. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was awesome. And I thought Braden Weber, I thought he was the key to the game because we knew that Blake, for what he's done all season, that he was going to be a player in the tournament. He was last year as a freshman. He had some amazing games in the tournament. He really shows up when the, the lights are brightest. So I, ex- I expected that from him. But I knew they needed Braden to be the player that he was a year ago, which we saw throughout the year. Uh, but only at at times. It wasn't really consistent. He would disappear on the court. And I, I don't think it had so much to do with him. It just it, the flow of the game, he didn't really get into it or they didn't they didn't really look to him to score or they've got scoring opportunities from somebody else. But either way, to get 21 from your defending TVC Hawking Player of the Year I thought was huge. So when you put those two together, that's your starting point. That's what I'm sure Howie likes to start with as well. And they also got 10 from Tyler Weber. Uh, which they need that third wheel, whether it be him one night or Cam the next, either one, get those three guys going, man, they are tough to beat. Yeah, and even Austin Weiser coming off the bench providing some big points in the first half. Uh, but it was a total team effort for the Trimble Tomcats, again winning uh, over South Webster by a score of 68-38, to 30-point victory in the district semifinals in Division Four for the Trimble Tomcats. And they'll move on to face, not the two-seed, New Boston Glenwood, uh, who they lost to in the district final last year, uh, where Blake Guffey put up 26 points. But uh, New Boston was upset by Leesburg-Fairfield, 71-55. to So not as uh, big of a lead that Trimble had, the 30-point lead, but still in the ballpark of 20, you know, nearing 20 there, uh, 55-71. So what, what was that, uh, 20 or 16 points, 16-point victory, quick math. Yeah, it felt uh, like more, too. Yeah. Leesburg-Fairfield dominated that game. Uh, so it sets up a very interesting matchup on Saturday night. you got a seven seed, Leesburg-Fairfield, and the number two seed, Cats, Trimble Tomcats. So you went from uh, you know possibly playing the top seed in the tournament to you yourself being the top seed on that, on that bracket. So that'll be interesting, but Fairfield's a very good team. Uh, when people thought, oh, that's an upset, there goes Dubostin, you know, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, watching the Lions play, thinking that was so, that's not anything to, to be happy about. Leesburg-Fairfield was the better basketball team, I thought, by a wide margin. So I think, actually, you'd have been better off New Boston winning that game. <laughs> but, hey, it's a district championship. You know, you don't, you don't play the little sisters of the poor 
in the district championship, Connor. You got to play somebody good. Everybody's good at this point. It's going to be a heck of a game. Yeah, really looking forward to that game again. Nine o'clock, and that will be over on Power One Hundred Five. It's past my bedtime. Yeah, listen, what do you want to do? Nine o'clock. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still a little bit young here, Troy, but you're you're kind of you know getting near bedtime, and uh, you know you got an early night. You know, you don't uh, stay out as long as you used to. I know. I don't know. I mean, nine o'clock tip off. That's late. Uh, you got the women's game. I think Saturday. Uh, you got the uh, the the first game, which will be Peebles and. Uh, who does Peebles play? Peebles and yeah, St. Joe. Duh, they beat yeah, Federal Hawk. Yeah, I don't even want to watch that. I don't even want to watch St. <laughs> Joe play. It's going to make me mad. It's going to bring back some bad thoughts. I, I, don't, I don't think they should have beat Federal Hawk. I thought Federal Hawk was the better team. So we get there Saturday night. That's going to be a little bit of an ill feeling. And hopefully the Cats did what they did last night and make us feel a lot better about high school basketball in our area. Well, the Trimble Tomcats, uh, you know, Dominated last night. They were the, the, the happy story here in Athens County. But on Monday night with Federal Hawking, uh, you know, I watched the game along with Brad and you and in the convo. Uh, it was just the way that they lost was a heartbreaking fashion because, you know, they, they turned the ball over, 13 seconds remaining. And then the, uh, the St. John's kid uh, went all the way down, put up the layup, and, and got it to go with about a minute, in, uh, not a minute, but 1.5 seconds remaining. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, for Federal Hawking, they're a tremendous season. Uh, just one bad turnover. They're late, you know, kind of cost them the game. Man, I, I I would have rather have gotten beat by 40 points, to be honest with you. It's, it's a terrible way to lose. I mean, you had the ball, and, and you take care of it. You're either going to go into overtime or you're going to win. I mean, those are, those are the only two options. Uh, so to throw the ball away with, with 13 ticks left, just that was awful. Terrible way to lose, and I know the kids feel terrible. And so there's no reason to really bring them down. It was a great season. Uh, I thought they just uh, really were the story of the year. They could have been, uh, if they would have kept going, if they would have won, I mean, they really would have been the story of the year. So now the, the Tomcats, like they have done so many times uh, over the years, they've stolen the limelight from everybody, become the centerpiece of, of the sports world for high school sports in our area because of the last team playing, and that happens quite a bit. Yeah, so I feel, I feel bad for the Lancers. I mean, I, I, right. you know, they were the story of the regular season, but – you know, they should have been the story of the whole year. They, they had the outright league championship. You know, they were the better team Monday night. They should be playing for a district title, and it just stings. It does. You know, they, they were really fun to watch. Uh, the whole crew, the whole Lancers crew, uh, and even the fans. You know, I remember going to Wellston. I mean, Federal Hawking you know, stormed out into Wellston High School. Uh, that was a sea of maroon and gold. Uh, but the Lancers did have a tremendous season winning the, the TVC Hawking title. Um on the other side, still in Athens 2 and Columbus 1, taking a look at the bracket. Whoever wins this Saturday will then go on to play on Tuesday. And on the other side, it will either be Grandview Heights or Lancaster Fisher Catholic. Uh, two teams, South Top, the one seed and the six seed. Six seed upset the five seed, Newark Catholic. That's uh, Lancaster Fisher Catholic. So uh, Fisher Catholic and Grandview Heights. Uh, you seen any of those teams, uh, Troy? No, but it's just traditionally whoever comes down out of D4 in Columbus has been the favorite. It, it used to be Harvest Prep, and it was Afrocentric, but because of competitive balance, those guys got moved up to Division Three. So I imagine the path will be a little bit easier because those teams were just off the charts good. Even Trimble at one year at 25-0. and 0, It wasn't even that long ago. It was just a few years ago. Trimble was literally 25-0. and 0. They had beaten everybody in their path, everybody from the district, everybody in, you know, in their league. And they still couldn't beat Afrin Centric, who went on to play in the state championship. And that's just the nature of our, you know, our our, our regional bracket. We have to play a Columbus team, uh, and it's a bummer. Uh, the other team, which will, I assume will be Peebles, I, I fully expect Peebles to beat St. Joe. They're going to get the East District, correct? Uh, I'm trying to think who's going to come out of the East, but yeah, uh, the uh, Athens, yeah, Athens won in the East District. And I can pull up the East District. Yeah, go quick. ahead, just because I'm curious and. Because usually that team, the the one that come out of the bracket to play the East gets a little bit of a better deal than the one that's got to play Columbus. Traditionally, that doesn't mean it's going to happen this year, but traditionally that's how it's set up. Uh, so we got the two seed in Berlin Highland at oh. the top half of the bracket, and Malvern. Mm. Malvern at the bottom. Uh, it is a two and three uh, matchup. So the two seed and okay. three seed in the district final. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it's you know maybe it's six and one and half a dozen the other. Grandview Heights and Berlin. Highland because Berlin Highland is going to come in. They're going to be awesome. They're they're always good. They just basketball Berlin Highland. They just go together like anything you could think of. Peanut butter and jelly. They that's just their thing. 
Chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so maybe Tremble is okay being where they're at in that bracket. But, you know, first things first, you got to beat Fairfield. There's no even reason even to – we can look ahead. They shouldn't be looking ahead, but – right. It's, it's good for us. Tough team. Yeah, it's good for us to look ahead just to see and, and plan, and hopefully, you know, next Tuesday there's a, a baseball game. It's Ohio and uh, Marshall. At uh, that's a home opener for the Bobcats over at Bob Wren. And then from four o'clock, you know, if you watch the baseball game, hopefully it lasts two hours, maybe three hours. That takes you up to seven o'clock. Then you head on over to the Convocation Center, and uh, hopefully, you know, see the Triple Tomcats play. But they got to get past Saturday first. And the, the plus to that, I don't know if there's still going to be uh, high school games, but you might beat the parking at, at the convo. I don't know what mm. time that those guys would go out there. Uh, but you could save five bucks and go out and watch the baseball team play. Yeah, good point. Well, I mean, Grandview's going to have like five fans, so they're not going to bring anybody. So, uh, it's going to be pretty hectic. I'm not going to lie to anybody because you got people coming out of work, you know, at the Convocation Center. That's a big parking lot for employees at OU, so that's always right. been a trick navigating that. So if you got a baseball game, People trying to leave work, and then the regional tournament coming in. That's going to be just a cluster. We'll, we'll even take that a step further. They shut down Richland Avenue for 179 days. Yeah. Luckily, it's just the bridge part, and people coming from out of town don't even know that way. It usually just hurts you and I who might leave the station and go through town and go down. Even me. I mean, I know to go down by Miller's. I'm okay, but at least it wasn't further up. Uh, the bridge we can deal with. It's you know, right. You just can't go to BW3s. You got to walk up to BW3s. Can't drive yep. up. I mean, yep. that's really the only problem there. But still, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking. I'm. I'm just looking forward to Saturday, yeah. even though it's a late night game. I'm still looking forward to it. Anytime you got a team in a district championship, that's awesome. I don't. I don't think we've had one where we've felt like they could. They have a good chance of winning. I mean, last <laughs> year, I, I we knew the Cats were in trouble at that point. The team they were playing. But, uh, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, they can win this game. So it's been a few years since we've had a team at this step of the tournament with a really legitimate chance of advancing. Yeah, and again, Leesburg-Fairfield, the seventh seed upset, New Boston-Glenwood, 71-55. Trimble beats South Webster 68-38. It's that Trimble Tomcat defense that has kept them in uh, all season long. It's been, you know, their, their strong suit, uh, keeping teams, making them shoot bad shots. Uh, but Tomcats now with 21 wins on the season, 21-3. and three. They'll take on Leesburg-Fairfield this Saturday, 9 o'clock at the Convocation Center for the District 4 uh, title. Uh, but we'll step aside on the sports fan. Phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. you got something to call about, talk about. Phone lines are always open. We'll take a short break. On the other side of the break, let's back, break down a couple more basketball games going on in the area. Big loss for the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, last night as well as you're listening to the Sportsman on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. See yourself with season tickets to 2020 Bobcat football. 10-5, 6 for the Cats. Ohio's won three straight bowl games, and the six-game home schedule includes Marshall and Buffalo. Season tickets are on sale now with packs for as low as 35 bucks a seat. Can only make it to the Saturday home games? No problem. We've got you covered with the brand new Saturdays at Peden Plan. Call 800-575-2287 or log on to ohiobobcats.com. See yourself with season tickets. To 2020 Ohio football. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County to help create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. At Ohio Health, we believe change can be good, and much has changed throughout the years. Our primary care has expanded. Our departments have gained recognition and certification for their excellence. 
We are committed to treating Southeast Ohio to the best care and the best medicine possible. Visit OhioHealth.com slash to see all the changes we've made for the good of our region. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you chow? I chow down the local hot food delivery service, bringing you hot food from places like IHOP, Buffalo Wild Wings, Larry's Doghouse, and many more, up to 20 miles from the restaurant. Whether they're delivering for lunch while you're at work or dinner with your family, they'll bring it to you hot. hot, hot, hot. Download the app or order at iChowDown.com. Do you chow? Do you? Hi, it's DJ Bardicus here, and have you ever wanted to have fun and get paid for it? Have you dreamt of being a famous DJ just like me? Well, then Power 105 and Classic Hits 970 might be the right place for you. We are currently looking for board operators and disc jockeys. We have part-time flexible hours available with chance for advancement. For more information or to submit your resume and a voice clip, contact Nick Palmer, General Manager at 740-205-8612 or email npalmer at wxtq.com. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's True Blue Plumbing to the Rescue. If you have a water leak, never fear. True Blue to the Rescue. When you need plumbing help, morning, noon, or night. True Blue to the Rescue. When you need plumbing help after hours, on the weekend, and even on holidays. True Blue to the Rescue. When you want the very best plumbing services in Athens, call True Blue to the Rescue. 740-590-5400. True Blue to the Rescue. Now. For more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan 970 WATH presented by JK Contracting. Mills and Mike alongside Troy Bowen as we got you up until the 7 o'clock hour where the Columbus Blue Jackets will come your way. At around 8 o'clock, they've got a 8.30 puck drop. Uh, against the Calgary Flames tonight. Blue Jackets 32-21-14. Calgary Flames at 34-26. And seven overtime losses, which I recently learned that that last number is not a tie. It's an overtime loss. Uh, Troy, I haven't been paying attention to hockey all my life. I grew up as a wrestler, uh, so I paid attention to wrestling, which some people pay attention to, but uh, I I didn't pay really any attention to, uh, to hockey or to basketball. So it's something new that I learned over the, the last month, that it's not a tie, it's an overtime loss, and that counts for points or whatever it is. Uh, but Blue Jackets still trying to hang on in the standings for a wild card spot. You're always picking on the two-lane green waves because you think that's not a mascot. <laughs> what about the Flames, man? Why can't, what, what is a flame? That's kind of a dumb mascot. Well, hold on, but you can – listen, the, the green waves, the, they put eyes – and they made, like, well, arms. That's their mascot, man. There's the green waves. they got to have some, you know. There's got to be some kind of story along with that. because it's I don't like a cartoon guy. He's a cartoon guy, but he's a wave. See, but I understood the Jeep story last night more than I understand a green wave. Probably because I don't know what the story is with the green waves. Right. But, I, mean, I don't either. I, I would have to. You can Google everything. I mean, that's how I found out about the South Webster Jeep after, you know, they. I've known about South Webster since I was in high school. And then. I, I never really researched till finally one day I got sick of it and I, I thought it was like a like a like a road runner like a beep beep type thing. Right, I right. was completely wrong. It's not, and I wouldn't have known if I went to Google. So maybe you, you one one of us should Google the Green Wave Tulane, and we'll find out a little bit more about them. But they're not the only yeah. waves. There's other waves. You got Pepperdine. Pepperdine are the waves. But what what's a flame? I mean, a Calgary flame. Well, the, the flames, at least in the logo, it look it's they got the C with the flames, and then they have fire going off the back of it. I know what a flame is. It's fire. You know that that's well, intimidating. You know what a wave is. But I'm not intimidated by a wave. How about a tidal wave? Tidal. Uh, there you go. I'm afraid of a tidal wave. There you go. If it's a tsunami, I'll go with that. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't just. You know, what is a wave? You know, is it the the nice little waves that you get when you're relaxing on the beach? Or what is a green wave? We'll we'll come back after the next break, and we'll have that information for you. But uh, where I want to go right now, Ohio Bobcats, a devastating, devastating loss. 74-67 to to the Akron Zips. The Zips just got the share of the Mid-American Conference title with Bowling, uh, not Bowling Green. um, Who's at the top, right? It is Bowling Green, isn't it? At the top of the Mid-American Conference, it is. So it's the Akron Zips and the Bowling Green Falcons at the top. Akron has a share of the Mid-American Conference title. 
Uh, Bowling Green with a win. They could also share that title as well. Uh, but a 74-67 loss for the Ohio Bobcats, who fall to 15-15, 7-10 in the Mid-American Conference, and currently still remain as the eighth seed. They need a win against Miami on their next game to secure a home game next Monday inside the Convocation Center. They beat Miami, I think, by 30 last time. Uh, so they beat the, the Red Hawks by 30. Uh, we'll hope to have a win against Miami again. And if they beat Miami, they'll be in the Convocation Center on Monday for round one of the Mid-American Conference. But I say it's a devastating loss, Troy, because they were up 50-37, to 37, a 13-point lead going into halftime. Uh, half, half and then they, you know, it all went, went by the wayside. They, they lost by 20 points in the second half, 37-17. Uh, but you can't. You know, this team is young, they're growing, they're getting better and better each game, and they were able to put up 50 points in the first half without Jordan Dardis, who was seen in a boot in the first half of the game. Uh, well, he wasn't in the first half of the game, but he was seen in pregame with the boot on, so he didn't get into the game. Uh, but Dardis was out, and they still put up 50 points. This team is talented. They just did not close uh, when they needed to. They could not finish this game against Akron. It, it's, I wouldn't attach the word devastating to it, Um yeah. A little upsetting based on the nature of the game itself. But the way they've been playing, they still have a lot of confidence. You, know, you can walk away thinking, well, we should have beat those guys. We had Dardis. We win that game. We're on this big winning streak. We, we may be one of the biggest threats in the MAC tournament. You know, they could keep that mindset. They're probably not, though. They're just they're disappointed because they only scored 17 points and a half. And that's just awful. I mean, that, that is terrible. They scored 50 in the first half. I know. Where'd it go? Ter- Where'd it's it go? Well, I, don't, I don't know. Momentum, momentum, momentum swings. You're on, a home, you're on a, a, an unfriendly court. You know, unruly fans. It's a rival game. Things, bad things happen. It's They're not the first team to, to, to have this happen to them. But it's, it's not devastating because they can regroup and they're going to go down to Oxford and they're going to smoke Miami and they're going to get that home game. They're going to win that home game, and they're going to head up to the MAC tournament. They're going to still have all that momentum because they're going to look back and say, "Hey, you know, we've won you know five out of seven, or whatever it is, and we played well down the stretch, and we've showed that we can play with anybody. We played with the best teams, Bowling Green. We played with Buffalo. We should have beat Akron. There's no, there's no headliners in this MAC tournament, Connor. There's nobody that's going to say, "Man, we're going to go in there. We're, we're the best team. Nobody should beat us. That thing's going to be crazy up there. It's going to be about as crazy as the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Anybody can beat anybody." You could literally have like a you know, seven versus eight seed in a championship or some crazy stuff. It could very well be Ohio. So just go down and take care of business, man. Go down and beat your real arch rival. Go down and whip, just, just whip Oxford. Take that momentum into that home game. We'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, this is how the, the uh, Mid-American Conference standings sit right now. right? Bombcats need the win. They're at 7-10 and 10 in the MAC in the eighth seed. They're tied with Toledo. Uh, seven eight. So Toledo's a seven seed at seven and ten. Ohio is at seven and ten. But it's Akron at thirteen and four. Bowling Green just a game behind at twelve and five with the game left against Buffalo. If they beat Buffalo and if Akron loses to Kent State, uh, then it'd be a tie at the top with Bowling Green and Akron. I believe they split the series with Bowling Green winning the first one, Akron winning the second one. And if you go by most recent win then I guess the Akron Zips would have the number one seed if it ends up with a tie. Uh, but those are the top two. NIU and Buffalo also poised to get a first-round bye. Buffalo has a tiebreaker criteria over Ball State, who is both tied at 10-7. and seven. Kent State at 9-8. and eight. Uh, As already told you, 7-8 and eight with Toledo and Ohio. Uh, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. All the Michigans down at the bottom, 9, 10, and 11 at 6 and 11. Uh, and then the Miami Redhawks at 5 and 12. So Ohio right now, with the tiebreaker over Eastern Michigan, if Eastern Michigan wins, uh, they'd, they'd go to 7-11 uh, and 11 if they beat Toledo. But then uh, Central Michigan has Western Michigan. One of those two teams need to win, and that would put them up to 7-11, and 11, which would then propel if Ohio loses down underneath that 8-seed spot, which is why it's important for Ohio to beat Miami, because either Central Michigan or Western Michigan can jump the Bobcats to get that home seat. I don't know, but everything you just said, I just liked hearing Michigan at the bottom. <laughs> All the Michigans I mean, yeah, are I'm still an Ohio State fan. You didn't tell me Michigan's at the bottom. I don't care what it is. Central, Michigan, Eastern Michigan, the Wolverines, whatever. I don't like any of them. I'm glad you said they're all like 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever it was. 9, 10, 11. That's the, the best only... thing you said in that whole sentence. <laughs> just keep them at the bottom. We don't like them. Yeah. Well, all right. So Michigan's at the bottom. 
If one of the Michigans win, they have a chance to bump the Bobcats. Oh, I don't like that. Then. I don't want them to win. Then. I don't definitely want that to happen. Right. So I, I, I made it more a little bit concise there. If Ohio loses, Central Michigan or Western Michigan would jump Ohio for the eight. But they win, they're in, right? But if they win, they're in. They're That's in the all top eight. We don't want right. to talk about losses in here. It's about wins. Ohio's going to win. It's not even going to be close. We're fine. Gotta have some confidence, man. Listen, I have confidence. I'm just, I'm, I'm You're bringing out. in all these scenarios and all this Michigan crap. We don't want to hear any Michigan oh, crap. It's they're, they're, the Bobcats. They're all at the bottom. They're the Michigan's at the bottom right well, now. That's where Ohio they're going to stay. Has, yeah. Well, I mean, Ohio's got to win for them to stay there. <laughs> Good. One of them has to lose because they play each other. So one of them will lose. One of them will win. Ohio wins. They're in. They're in. Do you have the, any projection on who, if Ohio wins, would be their first round opponent? Uh, so it would be. Five, six, seven, eight. Five would go against twelve. So as it stands, Ball State, Miami. Uh, the opponent would be Eastern Michigan hmm. right now. The eight-nine for the eight-nine game. Hmm. And then whoever wins that game would go on to face Akron, who uh, I believe has a tiebreaker criteria. So Akron, I think, has the number one seed locked up, uh, unless they uh, well, even if they if they lose to Kent State, I still think they're the uh, they're the one seed. But Eastern Michigan Bobcats beat them twice this year. Yeah, I know. I, I, Eastern always rubs them the wrong way. Yeah, they, I think they play that zone defense, uh, kind of like Bowling Green, and they're, they're just a funny team to play sometimes. We've always had a little bad luck with them, even in football. Maybe we lost a – were you a student when we lost to him on homecoming? Uh, Is that your what? freshman year? I we, lost, think... we lost to Eastern Michigan on homecoming in football. I about pulled my hair out. I couldn't believe it. We were big-time favorites. I think it was before I got here because the two homecoming games – I, I can't remember. It was either... Man, you act like you're an old guy. You've been on campus like for like 10 years or something. You've been here two years. Three. This is oh. third year. I've had three homecomings. I'm pretty sure we've lost on homecoming since you've been here. I'm No, we got one. I think we got one win. I just can't remember so what that was. you lost twice then on homecoming? Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm one and two in my four okay, years. Okay, well, one of them is Eastern Michigan. One of, Trust me, so? I know. I bet on it, and I'm just still mad about it. I can't remember what freshman year that, that game was. I remember. Did we have uh, Battle of the Bricks for homecoming one year? Or is that too early? Ooh. We might have had Kent That State. couldn't be. We played Miami later. Yeah. Homecomings earlier in the season. I, I remember it was Eastern Michigan, man. I, it could have been. Well been. Yeah. But I'm I, so mad. I don't remember Eastern Michigan ever coming to the, the uh, Peden Stadium, though. I, I, I can't. It might have been freshman year. You might be right. I'll have to take a look back in the 17 season and see if Eastern Michigan you know, did uh, lose. Well, if Ohio lost to Eastern Michigan earlier. Um but, you know, it, it's been a uh, Eastern Michigan. Two wins. It was for a while Ohio only had a couple of Mid-American Conference wins uh, earlier on in the season, and the only team that could beat was Eastern Michigan. <laughs> so I, I think Ohio, should everything stay the way it is, I think Ohio will be just all right. Uh, but I think they also do have a chance at moving up if Toledo loses to Eastern Michigan. So I think seven, eight, nine are all going to change around here, Troy, yeah. because whoever wins, whoever beats two, Ohio and Toledo both tied at seven and ten. If Ohio wins against Miami, that puts them at eight and ten. Um, a lot of a lot of things. No, it will, it will not be Eastern Michigan. The way it stands right now is Eastern Michigan, but as you break down the bracket right now, as confusing as this all sounds, but uh, Mid American Conference put out a Twitter uh, picture out there, so I'm looking at the bracket. Uh, as it is right now, but with Central Michigan and Western uh, Michigan both playing each other, one of those teams will be seven and eleven. Eastern Michigan and Toledo will both play each other. If Toledo beats uh, Eastern Michigan, then either Western or Central will jump Eastern. But Ohio would still have to win. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. But I mean, I'm one of those guys that when it gets into all this stuff. I just wait till the game's over and I can just start talking about it because you know it's yeah. just so many different things, especially in the MAC, man. It just gets confusing. Yeah, all right. You got Eastern, Western. Yeah, you got Michigan's. You got different stuff. Win this guy. Win. Uh, you know what? I'll come talk to you on Monday after it's all been settled, <laughs> and we'll talk about the brackets. Yeah, Ohio either the eight. Well, I just know we got to win seven. They got to win. Win to get a home game. There you go. I mean, you're in. You're in anyway. It doesn't well, matter we, where we you are. Wanna, we want to play at home. They're yeah, gonna play they want one more home game. Hey, you remember when the last home game was? Because they've been back to back to Northern Illinois. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. We, we've been bad for a little while. Saul, Saul, Saul didn't have the best success in the court, man. So it's right. been a while. 
It's been a while since the Bobcats, you know, have been inside of the Convocation Center for the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Ohio beats, they take care of business, and they're able to defeat uh, Miami Redhawks. On the other side of the ball for the women's basketball team, they're on a little bit of a skid uh, right now for Ohio women's basketball. Uh, they're at 17-10 and 10 on the season, which is good. You know, that, that's, that's a fine record. But for women's basketball, uh, they were predicted to be you know, one of the best teams in conference. Uh, just not has has not panned out to be that way. Uh, Bobcats with a couple of losses to uh, Buffalo. They're on a three-game losing streak. They lost to Akron, Bowling Green. Bowling Green, who had only one win in the MAC at the time. They were 1-15, Troy. Uh, Buffalo lost 63-62. And now Kent State tonight. Kent State, uh, we take a look if they have the state. They do have the standings on here. The Kent State's at the, well, tied with Ohio. Ohio might lose the number one uh, in the East. Uh, ten and six for the Bombcats. Ten and six for Kent State, and then fifteen and one uh, for Central Michigan uh, at in the West. But as it stands, Ohio with the three seed with Ball State uh, in uh, second, with Kent State tied with the Bobcats. So hopefully Bob Bolden and his crew was able to get a win over Kent State, distance himself from the uh, the Golden Flashes, and then uh, was able to hopefully. You know, jump Ball State for the second seed, but as long as you're on that bottom half of the bracket, you won't see Central Michigan until the championship game. Good. <laughs> I don't care who we play. Yeah. If we're the championship game, we'd be playing the Duke for all I care. I'm just be taking the death they're there. Yeah, but it's an easier road if you have to go against the two seed. You know, seeding in the women's side is a little bit easier because yeah, anybody can beat anybody, but Central Michigan is a team to beat this year. And if you're on the other side of the bracket, you don't want to hit the Chippewas in the semifinals, especially when you've had two close games, I think three total points. You lost by two one time, and then you lost by one uh, to the Chippewas. So as long as you're healthy, you go out there, you compete, you make it to the championship round. If you're on the bottom side of the bracket, the two or the three seed, uh, I think Ohio's going to be all right, You know, at least if they get there. They have to perform better than they have because they've lost their last three straight. Uh, but... Uh, if Ohio is able to do and live up to what they were expected to do, it should be another fun game uh, up in Cleveland. But Ohio has to get there. Yeah, one game at a time. One game at a time. Bobcats, Kent State going on uh, pregame over on 1340 with Jay Cremata. Uh, that game's expected to tip off over at 7 o'clock. We'll take another short break. When we come back, National Stories and more as you're listening to the Sportsman on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. See yourself with season tickets to 2020 Bobcat football. 10-5, 6 for the Cats. Ohio's won three straight bowl games, and the six-game home schedule includes Marshall and Buffalo. Season tickets are on sale now with packs for as low as 35 bucks a seat. Can only make it to the Saturday home games? No problem. We've got you covered with the brand-new Saturdays at Peden plan. Call 800-575-2287 or log on to ohiobobcats.com. See yourself with season tickets to 2020 Ohio football. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County to help Helping create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens. Helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. At Ohio Health, we believe change can be good. And much has changed throughout the years. Our primary care has expanded. Our departments have gained recognition and certification for their excellence. We're committed to treating Southeast Ohio to the best care and the best medicine possible. 
Visit OhioHealth.com slash Oblenis to see all the changes we've made for the good of our region. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you chow? I chow down the local hot food delivery service, bringing you hot food from places like IHOP, Buffalo Wild Wings, Larry's Doghouse, and many more, up to 20 miles from the restaurant. Whether they're delivering for lunch while you're at work or dinner with your family, they'll bring it to you hot. hot, hot, hot. Download the app or order at iChowDown.com. Do you chow? Do you? Hi, it's DJ Bardicus here, and have you ever wanted to have fun and get paid for it? Have you dreamt of being a famous DJ just like me? Well, then Power 105 and Classic Hits 970 might be the right place for you. We are currently looking for board operators and disc jockeys. We have part-time flexible hours available with chance for advancement. For more information or to submit your resume and a voice clip, contact Nick Palmer, General Manager at 740-205-8612 or email npalmer at wxtq.com. True Blue Plumbing is the highest customer-rated plumbing company in the Athens area. Hi, my name is Bill Irvin, and I'm the owner-operator of True Blue Plumbing. I want to thank our customers for making True Blue Plumbing number one in customer ratings. Here's what some of our customers say. Steven says, True Blue is the real deal. Richard says, True Blue is the best. They do it right the first time. So when you have plumbing problems, call True Blue to the rescue at 740-590-5400. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 WATH up until 7 o'clock. Later on, 8 o'clock, Columbus Blue Jackets will come your way pregame at 8 as they've got the Calgary Flames later on at 8.30 for the puck drop. Blue Jackets... Still trying to keep their way, maintain pace in the standings. To take a look at the standings, uh, see if we can get the... Now uh, they don't have the wild card stuff. But last time we checked in on the Blue Jackets, trying to get the wild card. Uh, hopefully they are able to go. They had a nice season last year. Uh, but right now, kicking it up, NCAA basketball. Um, the one game that I want to mention, because it was a pretty big game, especially in the Big Ten, but Rutgers defeating Maryland last night. Uh, the Scarlet Knights dominating at home, uh, beat the, uh, what the the Turtles, but the Terrapins, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the big yeah. old Turtles. <laughs> yeah, the guy, yeah, them Turtles yeah. are tough. The Maryland Turtles, yeah, Terrapins. It is Terrapins, big, that's it, what I thought. I thought it was the Terrapins. I knew there was a type of a turtle. <laughs> you know, it, it's better than a wave. I don't know what this wave thing is. I don't know, man. A tidal wave, I think, is more. Yeah, but you got to say tidal wave. Maybe they just shortened it. Over time, maybe it started out as a tidal wave. Oh, that's, that's the point of it. They just shortened the name. See, that's what we got to look up right now. Green Wave and see what the story is for the uh, you know, Tulane <laughs> Green Waves. And uh, the mascot doesn't even, it's not the first thing that pops up. What you do see is like a, a fist with the Tulane uh, Wave and <laughs> the, uh, what is that, a bullhorn? Or the uh, yeah, cheer cheerleaders have it that use it to extend their voice. Uh, but... It was a big game in the Big Ten. Rutgers defeats Maryland. Kind of shakes a couple things up a little bit as the uh, Scarlet Knights uh, go to 18-1 at home. Maryland now on a two-game losing streak. They were ranked ninth in the AP poll. Uh, Kansas is the number one uh, in the AP poll, unanimous, as that poll came out last Monday. But uh, Ohio State at 10-8, Maryland at 13-6. Everybody's within a game of everybody. Uh, Maryland, Michigan State at 13 and 6, Wisconsin, Illinois, 12 and 6, Iowa, Penn State, 11 and 8. It seems like everybody's kind of even here, Troy, in the Big uh, Big Ten Conference, and uh, especially with that loss for Maryland, you know, kind of brings the pack even closer. I'm just waiting for the tournament, and the big the Big Ten regular season means nothing. Who cares who wins anything? It doesn't mean anything. What matters is the Big Ten tournament. Of course, they're really in the grand scheme of things. It, it doesn't matter a whole lot either. Bragging rights. You're, yeah, you're Big Ten champ. I don't even know who was Big Ten champ last year. That's true. I mean, basketball is all about March Madness, how far you go. Did you get to the Final Four? Final Four is more prestigious, more important than actually winning your conference. Coaches will, will deny that, maybe even some fans. But the fact of the matter is, nobody really remembers who the league conference champions are anymore. 
um, what they remember is how you do, you know, any NCAA tournament, which is March Madness is basically, it's the crown jewel of college basketball. And it's been that way for quite a while. Uh, so, yeah. But with that being said, just from a pure basketball fan standpoint, I think the Big Ten tournament just could be absolutely awesome to watch because there's just so many good teams. There's a lot of really good teams in the Big Ten. Trust me, I watch these teams night in and night out. Uh, I like to gamble on them a little bit. Uh, when you do that, you really dive into each team. You watch very closely instead of just watching you know, the Buckeyes when they're on. Uh, I'll watch anybody and everybody. And I can tell you that these teams are so even, it is scary. Uh, you know, Maryland was supposed to be the top dog, uh, possibly the Big Ten uh, regular season champ and the favorite to win the Big Ten tournament. But that was like two weeks ago. But they can literally go into Rutgers, and Rutgers smoked them last night. <laughs> they did. I mean, they, were, they looked the better team, acted like the better team, they played better, and they beat them by, at one point, 20 points were up on the Maryland team. And that just is a microcosm of the Big Ten. Um, you know, Michigan State goes in last night to Penn State. Michigan State may be the hottest team right now. They just whipped Maryland the other night in Maryland. That was uh, last weekend. You know, and they go into Penn State, very difficult place to play. Penn State's good this year. They were down big in the first half, come back in the second half, win the game. Ohio State was the uh, the flavor of the month early in the season. They were beating everybody. They were beating top teams. They are right there. They were saying, wow, this is a top five team. Well, they get into Big Ten play, get into some hard matchups because the, the competition is so good. They lose some games. You know, DJ Carton goes out, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, Ohio State's terrible. They weren't terrible. It's just because they were playing such tough, tough teams. Well, now they've come back around, and they've been one of the better teams of late of you know, the past two weeks. Ohio State's just been on a roll. So, yeah, this big ten tournament, man. And Wisconsin, Wisconsin is playing really good basketball. Ohio State couldn't even beat them. That's their only loss in the last four or five games was up in Madison uh, to, a, to a Wisconsin team that's really hitting their stride. So Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, Maryland, the preseason favorite. Penn State's playing well. Your Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Yes, I said yeah. Rutgers. They're good. Illinois is good. In Indiana is good. Yeah. They're all good. Michigan is good. They're in the top 25, too. It's just crazy, man. It's been crazy. And uh, Ohio State Buckeyes return to the court tomorrow night on uh, 970 WATH. They welcome in the 23rd-ranked Illinois uh, Fighting Illini to Value City Arena in Columbus. Uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. tied a career high 20 points in Ohio State surge late to beat number 19 Michigan 77-63 on Sunday. Uh, C.J. Walker with 15 points. Brothers Andre and Caleb Wesson each added 14 for the Buckeyes. They've won three straight in eight of the last ten. Ohio State swept the season series against rival Michigan, as Ohio Buckeyes really usually do against Michigan, uh, winning 61-58 in Ann Arbor on February 4th and reached 20 wins for the third straight season. Uh, tomorrow night's important Big Ten showdown between number 19 Ohio State and fighting Illini of Illinois, again right here on 970 WATH, uh, starting at 7 o'clock, which means a 30-minute uh, pregame and a uh, actually, it's a 45-minute pregame, so it's a very short sports fan if there is one tomorrow. Uh, but the Buckeyes uh, will look to stay hot. They've won the last three straight, 10-8 uh, and eight in the Big Ten. Uh, so hopefully Ohio State uh, can continue uh, their strong surge late in the season and lock up. Uh, they are the, what does this say, the uh, the 19th, uh, 19th in the uh what are they ranked right now in the AP poll here, Troy? Yeah, they are, I 19th? believe, 19, and yeah. Illinois is 23rd. Yep. Uh, so 19 and 23rd, going at it uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Should be a big game. Should be an exciting game uh, for the Buckeyes. And, of course, you can hear it here live starting at 6.15 on 970 WATH. The other important information uh, that, that we've pulled up here uh, regarding March Madness and the NCAA tournament, uh, National College Players Association has concerns over whether the NCAA has taken proper steps to protect athletes from the coronavirus. Yeah, the coronavirus, it is becoming a little bit of an issue. It is becoming widespread across the nation. It's not only now in China. It's now spreading across a couple states uh, are taking precautionary measures. I even saw over in Italy. Italy has closed down high school. Not, they're not just closing down games, but Italy and all their schools are now closed. Uh, for the entire month of uh, of March now, uh, it's starting to be a, a national outbreak. It's not there yet, 
but in a statement, the NCPA called on the NCAA to protect college players from the virus, even mentioning playing March Madness games in empty arenas as a possible preventative measure. Nearly 3,000 people worldwide have died due to the virus. Uh, the World Health Organization has classified the risk of global coronavirus outbreak to very high. In an effort to stop the spread of the virus, major companies have canceled or pulled out events where employees would be exposed to large crowds. Olympic qualifiers have already been canceled in fear of spreading of the virus. Uh, so it is you know, starting to affect the sports world, Troy, uh, with you know the coronavirus um, spreading around the nation. And uh, it seems like you know, it's not really attacking people who, who are healthy. Uh, if, if they're healthy, you have a cold, you can get over it and still survive. But it seems uh, to be you know, deadly for those who have uh, weaker immune systems, uh, trouble breathing, or uh, if you're younger, a, a baby or a young kid. Uh, but it is starting to be a, a concern around the nation. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate, too. Um, you know, it's <laughs> they got to do what they're doing. I mean, you, you have to. Uh, you know, and there's some bigger things going on too. Uh, that's March Madness. That you know, they have to just bring it to the attention and discuss it. Of course, I mean, they got to do their due diligence. Uh, you know, they you have the the Arnold, um, the, the Arnold uh, the weightlift. What is it called? Up in Columbus. I, oh, I yeah, went, the uh, the weightlifting competition. Uh, yeah, but it's the the classic. I'm sorry, I, I've been yeah. to it a few times. I go when I was working out and stuff. I go up and it's a huge show. It's an expo, and they give out tons of supplements and things like that. So if you're like a workout guy, you you would probably go up at least one day because you could literally just grab bagfuls of all the new and uh, supplements that they have and it, all kinds of stuff. It's really right. kind of neat. But anyways, uh, they were going to cancel it. And it's this, the Arnold Classic is huge up in Columbus. I mean, it, it draws a lot of spectators. And, but now, they, they at first they said no spectators in. They're still going to hold the competition, which is kind of pointless because uh, this is all built on promotions by different companies that come in to sell stuff and give you stuff and try out new, new products. And but now they're going back to the table saying, I just read it just a minute ago, actually, about maybe re re opening that that decision. And they may change that back and allow people to come in. But just giving the example of like everything is being affected. And of course, the big one of course, is the Olympics. Right. And right now, the IOC is, uh, you know, they're debating that they could push it back two months to, to have the wait and see approach, which, you know, that's 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 a that's a way to go. Uh, or that right now it's still planned to go on as scheduled. And, you know, the Olympics is <laughs> it's a lot bigger than March Madness, believe it or not. I know, to me, March Madness is the center of the universe, but in the grand scheme of things, the Olympics, and, and especially in Beijing, is just huge. Uh, you're talking millions of people. So, um, man, just, just cross our fingers and hope um, that, you know, things settle down and they get, they get control of it. You know, we don't want right. to watch. Let's just go. Let's just be selfish sports guy right now. I would hate to watch March Madness without the fans. That oh, would be awful. Yeah. I mean, it'd just be like, what? It'd, it'd be really weird. It'd be weird for the players. It'd be like that one Baltimore Oriole game where they had yeah. no fans in the <laughs> stadium. It'd be like a Reds game every night. But still, wow. that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it would take away from so much. I mean, it would really, literally change the outcomes of games because, you know, emotions and fandom and, you know, one side, you know, you're down, and then you get the crowd back in. I mean, the crowd is as much a part of the sporting event as the actual players playing it. I mean, you know, it's like an 80-20 split, but that 20% is a big deal. It would really change the whole landscape of that tournament. And, man, I really hope it does not come to that. Yeah, hopefully it does not. Uh, did you see that there was a most, or I, I shouldn't say most, but the, the senior Olympic uh, committee advisor, uh, I don't know if you caught the name of him. His name was uh, Richard Pound. Uh, but Richard Pound came on and said, you know, the, the Olympics, you know, right now, unless they get something, you know, um, figured out, you know, the, the Olympics right now are in, in um, they have a three, I think they said a three-month period with the Olympics, whether to make a decision on how they want to proceed. Um, well, I mean, that's July 24th or June 24th. I can't remember. It was when the Olympics start. But... It's a big deal because these athletes are training uh, to be on peak performance at that time. Mm -hmm. So you really have to take in consideration of each athlete or the athletes in general. Uh, you can't wait up until like two weeks for the Olympics and say, huh, we're not going to have them. It doesn't work that way. Not only for the athletes, but the family got people flying from all over the world 
it is a very dangerous situation. Though. I mean, you're, you're trying to limit travel. You're trying to limit spread. Right. You know, if they said, hey, we're going to push the Olympics back two months, I'd probably say, yeah, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? See, but can you push back the Olympics? Or is this yeah, no, like a yeah, set state? No, it's not. I Did you not read my sports thing? Is that It's in what one of your like, piles over there. I, I got it right in front of me. <clears throat> yeah, it just so says it, they have the ability to push it back. All right, so I'll read the sports thing right here. Japan's Olympic minister has suggested in Parliament that the Tokyo Games could potentially be pushed back a few months from its July 24th opening. It was right there in the first sentence. Yeah, the first sentence, man. Come yeah. on. You're this, a college student. You're supposed to be able to read. This I did read. I, yeah, I read two they things They have a lot of leeway. Here. And if you keep reading, it, it goes on to say in case of war or protests or anything that they deem unhealthy to the athlete or to the fans. Mm-hmm. So they have the freedom to do anything, basically, is what that's saying. Um, so, yeah, they can push it back. No problem. All right, well, that's good. I mean, at least they can still push it back and you can still... Uh, you know, have these events because it only happens once every four years, and yeah, you have some of the best athletes in the world training for this once, and it could be for them once in a lifetime opportunity to go out and compete on the world stage. Uh, so it'd be a shame. While we still can are concerned with the health, and you want to stay healthy and not you know, contribute to the outbreak, uh, you do. You know, you want to give these athletes a chance to uh, perform and to show what they've been preparing for all season long. We're all three years long uh, to, to get to that point. I'm surprised, though, that their conversation has not taken place about not having fans. That, that's nowhere in their conversations. I've been following the Olympic thing for about a week now. Whereas with March Madness, their first statement was, let's play in front of empty stadiums. But the, I, the IOC, the Olympic Committee, has not even considered that for some reason. I don't know why. Well, do you think the IOC can survive without fans in the seats? I know March Madness brings in a lot of money, mm. regardless. Well, so does the Olympics with they, whatever right. their deal with the the team, but not near. But you're right, not I don't not on the scale of the Olympics. I mean, that brings in big money to Beijing. That's right. that's the key. It's a boon when when the Olympics happened in Atlanta. Uh, was it 1994? Uh, my buddy ended up moving to Atlanta. Long story short, and they told me. That Atlanta was, you know, it was Atlanta. It was a you know, nice city. He said, but when the Olympics came, bulldozers started, bulldozers started plowing, and they didn't stop plowing for about four years after. He said the Olympics, that when it came to Atlanta, made that place boom. And it is today what it is because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is huge for your economy. So I could see why the, the, the committee is not even entertaining the fact of not bringing in fans from all over the world to watch them pay money. All that stuff. It's not just about the money they spend on a ticket. It's about the money that you generate to your economy, which would be Beijing in this case. That's part of the benefit of hosting the Olympics is that you're able to have all these people come in. It's a tourism boom. They have the money come in, you know, from all your local businesses. And, you know, I, I think that'd be probably at the top of the list of why they would not want to, you know, close the gates to fans because fans make the experience. You can survive March Madness without. You know, a couple of fans, but it would still, you know, it'd still be a weird, weird kind of setting to have March Madness without fans. It'd be weird for the Olympics not to have fans, but we still have some time left before anybody has to make a decision. See, I don't think it'd that. be that weird to have the Olympics without fans. There's a lot of events you watch without that many fans. You don't really, you don't notice them as much in Olympics. Track and field, maybe a little bit, but a lot of these other events, not so much. Oh, this has been the Sportsman of 970 WATH and Troy Bowen. This is Connor Mills signing off. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Columbus Blue Jackets pregame against the Calgary Flames.